Hi guys. I'm done today, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Lunch Plus broadcast. It's going to be a good one today. Uh -huh. Let's talk about what's going on today. Let's talk about it, buddy. Well, first up on today's broadcast, we have the accent challenge. Whoop, whoop. That's the one that stretches our vocal cords. Well, we have two that'll stretch our vocal cords today because that, then we have prayer. And after prayer, we have the song challenge. There's going to be so much new things happening today. So much new things. It's going to be great. And then after that, we have what's the word. It's going to be a good one. So much new things. Go ahead and share the broadcast if you haven't done so yet because today really is going to be awesome. And here's a marker of how you know it's going to be awesome. We've got Holly Shavers. The Shavers, the wonderful, <laughs> wonderful Shavers that we talk about here at the broadcast all the time. Mr. Johnny and Miss Holly are both live in yep. studio and they will be participating in some of the broadcasts today. We're super excited about it. We've also got Mr. Will Wagner here, cameraman extraordinaire. Kevin and Wiki is going to be coming up. It's going to be such a good day. So go ahead if you haven't done it yet and share the broadcast. But as you know, we are at everybody's favorite spot of the morning. I felt like a leprechaun. A spot of the morning. Um, that wasn't Irish. I'm sorry for everyone that had to listen to that. But it's family chat time. I'm not playing the accent challenge. <laughs> and this week we have been playing Never Have I Ever. We have some more things that we want to find out from you today. Have you done this? Let's get to know each other smidge better. Never have I ever, number one. Have you ever gone hunting? Mm. Does it matter what kind of hunting? No. No. I would assume no. not. I don't Do, think so. Does hunting for fish? No. That's Unless you did it with a spear. I always wanted to go with a stick with a spear. as a child. <laughs> Outside no. of that, no, I haven't gone hunting. Stick as a child. Johnny says yes. Kevin says yes. Have you gone hunting? No. Never. Never. Have you? No, I haven't. Uh, Priscilla says she hasn't either. See, I, I, I never liked the idea of it when I was little because I, I was. A, a, Kevin says, "Have you ever been snipe hunting?" I don't know what that means. <laughs> that, that sounds I, like an assassination. I think um, that's what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> nope. But yeah, as a kid, I was just very tender-hearted, kind of in this area I was, and so the idea of killing an animal, I didn't know if I'd be able to stomach it. Now I feel like I could, depending <laughs> on the type of animal. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. I, I don't know how I would feel emotionally having to like chop off a deer's head or something like that after I shot <laughs> okay. it, but I could very easily go like snake hunting and like <laughs> those things down. Um, so, nope, I haven't gone hunting. The sound effects are also probably why I haven't gone hunting, because every shot would just be like, pew, 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 and whoever took me. Jared Troublefield. I'd go hunting with Jared and George and Chelsea. It would be a day. <laughs> My dad said I would talk too much. No. <laughs> so I was never allowed. I would scare the animals away. I, I like shooting, but I don't know how I would feel watching blood then spurting. Like, I, I don't know. There's a reason I didn't go into the medical field, and it's because blood has made me queasy in the past. Too. Blood, blood, <laughs> not funny. <laughs> you need to look it up. Uh, you're probably really confused right now. <laughs> that's a YouTube video. Um, yep, that's it. Question number two. 
Have you ever gone to work without brushing your teeth? Um. Yeah. I have. I've carried my toothbrush and toothpaste though. So like and when I get there. And you it when you get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that counts. I feel like that's still dentally hygienic, and I appreciate <laughs> that. The question was, have you ever gone into word work without brushing that's true. your teeth? So I'd say it counts. Kevin says he's it's here today without brushing his teeth. Have <laughs> fun, buddy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. Did you get a mint? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went into school a lot as a kid without brushing my teeth. But I, which is equally gross, but as an adult, I put a priority on hygiene. Um, and I, I haven't, but I remember the day where I realized, like, again, 6 a.m. prayers taught me a lot. And there was one day when people were here and somebody, like, had come late. And they're like, well, why are you late? Because I was brushing my teeth. Just skip it and come to prayer without brushing your teeth. <laughs> Y'all, we sit close together during prayer. And I was very thankful for the people who do brush their teeth. And it made me <laughs> concerned for the ones who don't. Do you brush your teeth when you come to prayer in the morning? Uh, this morning I didn't, no. Oh. Because I, I, I literally woke up and then put on clothes and then went to prayer. And then I came back and then I got ready. That's how my day worked. That's interesting. Yeah, no. That's I why I teeth. usually grab a mint the first thing when I walk <laughs> in. To or just mask it with the coffee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, number three. <laughs> okay, have you ever had surgery? Mm. I've had my wisdom teeth taken out. Yeah, if that counts as surgery, then yes. I'd say that counts as surgery because they have to put you under, or they put me under. Yeah, I've had surgery. What I had kind my of surgery? removed. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know why we're saying <laughs> like, that. That's cool. Tell me more. Um, well, I personally like didn't think it was anything wrong, and I kept pushing it off. And like when I did go to the hospital, they're like, um, "You're not going home. We're gonna have to remove this." Okay. So that was before I met Jesus. I understand. I'm better now. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I went under with my wisdom teeth. Mm -hmm. I, I've never, like, I'm thankful that George loves me a lot and didn't record me, um, because drugs, <laughs> like, like, stuff like that, like, whatever they put you under with, I have reacted very strongly to that, so that's, <laughs> that's love from my husband. Mm. Priscilla's had a C-section. Mm. Kevin says, never had surgery, I have been perfectly healthy, less, healthy list, that healthy... Less that <laughs> kidney stone last month. Okay. I've been perfectly <laughs> I don't know healthy. why that took me such a hard time to read. <laughs> I, I, Hi, I, I turned less into less. Like, <laughs> less that kidney stone last month. I'm not sure it makes any more sense, but it was more palatable in my brain. Hi, Lisa. Lisa! Y'all are so good. Have you guys had surgery before? I haven't had anything more than that. Uh, I... Mm. Doctors and I have not always, like, I was talking to Buddy and Serena about it this morning. I was a, um, the child that didn't like to be poked and prodded, and I, I was a child who needed to be spanked more as a child. Um, mm -hmm. So I was a kicker and a screamer um, in, the, in the hospital rooms. Like, I, I didn't do that well. So no surgery for me. <laughs> I kept myself healthy. <laughs> okay, number whatever we're on. Three, four? Something. Something. Have you ever enjoyed a Justin Bieber song? You can't lie. You can't lie. The Lord is watching you type this out. Don't lie. 
Don't let one little white lie interrupt intimacy I'm, from the Lord. I know for a fact Serena would say yes, because there was some weird Christmas song that he did <laughs> that she liked, <laughs> and I made fun of. But whenever Baby came out, I did li listen to it and memorize it for some reason. See, here's the thing. If you're being honest, when Baby came out, like, it was a song. Oh. Yeah, Johnny has yeah. no idea who Justin Bieber is. Johnny. That's a good thing. Johnny's What's not a Justice the truth Bieber right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin says, I have never enjoyed a Justin Bieber song. So I feel like if you're an adult male, like if you were an adult male who was like, over 30. Thank you for using I, I that you. to, to I get me you. out of there. <laughs> if you were over 30 when Justin Bieber came out, then you are probably exempt from this. But those of us who were not over 30, like Justin Bieber had a couple catchy songs. Now to the point where he should have invaded Claire's and all of their marketing and everything had his face on it. I don't think so. so but Well, like, you know, well, you know, that music video that I was in, that was a Justin Bieber song. Yeah. I get so excited about this stuff. I just want to see it. Like, I just want to see them. I, Kevin wants to know when he hit the scene. Like 10 years ago? I think it was more than that. Really? One Direction was 10 years ago. No. No, I promise. <laughs> One Direction was 10 years ago because I was working in Claire's and they had already been out for a little while. And One Direction was all over everything and Justin Bieber had moved to clearance. And I worked in Claire's in 2012, which is eight years ago. So this is how, I may be wrong with this. This is, but I, I'm pretty sure it's a while ago. Justin Bieber came out when I was at least in college. 2010. Yeah. When Baby came out. Yeah. So. Ten, ten years. Ten years. I was going to say, he, not the late 90s. Mm-mm. No. No. Because no. if I know his songs, I don't know that I know they're his. Mm-hmm. Baby. I don't know who he is. Baby. Like, I know who he is, oh. but I don't know that I know his songs. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I listened to one voluntarily, but when they came out, I was like, oh, that's a catchy little thing. So, yep. Kevin says, 2010, I turned 35, so he's exempt. <laughs> Johnny says he wasn't even born until 94. Oh, Justin Bieber? Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was talking about himself for a second. He did come out in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, Priscilla said, so he did come out in the 90s. Ew. <laughs> Just out of the womb. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty unhappy with that comment. <laughs> Ew. Anyway, Gross. thank you for joining us today. Where's Serena? I need Serena. Serena's we my person with those have comments. a great broadcast for you yeah. today. We're not going to talk about birthing anymore, so amen. Ooh, it's only going contraire. up from here. <laughs> well, is, good. Is that a new challenge? I'm <laughs> just kidding. No. Uh, anyway. I put a piece of gum in my mouth and swallowed it. It was all like the... Peppermint fume hit the back of my throat. I was like, I have. Do you nothing. normally swallow your gum? No. Or was that an I was like, I was swallowing spit in my mouth, and oh. there was like. And there was, oh, peppermint. Yes, like the peppermint, peppermint whatever that is, it gotcha. hit the back of my throat. Um, Kevin says any segment that chokes up Barrett is awesome. I don't. <laughs> that feels aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I've, I've got nothing, guys. <laughs> Go for it, buddy. <laughs> All right, well, we got an awesome broadcast for you today. Stick around, and we're going to get started first with the accent here, here. challenge. But we're going to see you in a couple seconds. Just stick around, and we'll get started. Yeah. What the heck happened? Welcome, guys, to the Lunch Press broadcast. We're going to get started real soon, but before we get started with our first segment, we're going to give you guys a table of contents. This is what we have going on today. First, we have the Accent Challenge. After the Accent Challenge, we're going to have a time of prayer, followed by the Song Challenge. So many challenges today. And after the Song Challenge, we have What's the Word? But first up, we have the Accent Challenge. So today, we are going to draw. So here you go. Pick a card, any card. And whatever oh impersonation or accent you get, you're going to read one of these nice little scripts I have for you. Praise okay. God. Great. So, well, I have zero confidence in my ability to do a good accent. Holy so ghost. Excited. Holy <laughs> ghost. I'm very, very <laughs> excited about this. Oh, no. <laughs> so. So let's do rock, paper, and scissors to see who goes first. Ready? Ready. On three. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever that was, the rock beats it. Okay, so right. read this little thing right here. And okay. your, what accent did you get? Oh, I got, my, my accent is Andre the Giant. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> This is are gonna be tough. Are I these accents or are these think. impressions? I got both. <laughs> oh, we got both. Okay. We got both. Oh, uh, how do I do this? I need. I to, uh, let me think. Let me think. <laughs> let me think. Put yourself in the Princess Bride. I'm trying. He, he did That's... all the rhymes. Okay. All right. Um, oh my word! How do I do this? I don't even think he can pronounce these words. You start okay. talking. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> what is that sound? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. He was kind of French, right? He had a little French thing going. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. All right. Sure. Go for it. So, <laughs> Star Wars Episode Five. <laughs> All of a sudden, he became Eastern European somehow. <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is this like, and then what? I just read the whole thing? Yes. Okay. In that voice. Oh, or my that word. impersonation. All right, Yoda. Size <laughs> <laughs> matters not. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Judge me by my size. Do you? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and well, you should not. 
for my ally, my ally, my ally, that makes more sense. <laughs> for my ally is the force, and powerful ally it is. <laughs> Life creates it, makes it grow. <laughs> its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous being are you, are we? <laughs> Not this crude matter. <laughs> you must feel the force around you, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between the land and the sheep. Prella says you turned into Yoda. Huh? <laughs> it says I Yoda. <laughs> well done. All right, who did you grab, buddy? I actually grabbed Yoda. <laughs> That's who I grabbed. <laughs> All right, so if you're going to be Yoda saying the Princess Bride part for Andre the Giant, that would be really weird. No, he that has a different weird. part. No. He's got I, part of green eggs and ham from Dr. Seuss. So I actually have to read this in Yoda's voice? Uh, on the other paper, there's a shorter one. There's a shorter oh. one? There should be a Princess Bride one. There you go. Oh, great. We'll do that one. Oh, my goodness. How am I supposed to do this <laughs> in Yoda voice? <laughs> this. Do I have to say it like the way it's written out too? Like the, because the, obviously this is knowledge. <laughs> Am I supposed to read that like Yoda? So yes. this is as if Yoda oh. was the priest on Princess. Okay. Oh. Yes. What? You got this. Marriage, we are here for you. Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was awful. That, that was, was good. Horrible. Oh, I, I heard a little bit. Yeah, it was good. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> what brings us together today, marriages? Marriage, so that blessed arrangement, that dream within a dream, and wolf, true love, will follow you forever. Your love shall treasure. That is that? wonderful. That, so <laughs> that, that was, was so awesome. difficult. You're, I'm literally trying to do two accents in one right there. Two, two impressions. That You did really great. Wow. Oh, that hurt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin. Draw oh, again. we do it again. Praise, yes. praise God. Pick one. Anyone. Holy Ghost help. Holy Ghost help. Oh, my heavens. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kevin, who'd you get? I got Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a... That's a good one. Oh! <laughs> now you gotta do Holy Dr. Seuss Just a little bit of this. What is this? <laughs> we just discovered a hidden talent today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so glad you're the one who got this, because I wouldn't have been able to do it. Apparently Donald Duck's not feeling well today. <laughs> Donald normally gets frustrated. Like, yeah. You don't have to read the whole thing. No, okay. It's part of it. 
He doesn't like green eggs and ham. That's he doesn't. <laughs> Sam, I am. He doesn't like them. <laughs> okay. Oh, how's your throat get? feel? I got Eeyore. Aww. <laughs> 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 we have to clean the table here shortly. I think Less I got a lot, of, after that. a lot of Donald Duck all over the place. There you go. There's a little bit of right. one of Dr. Seuss's box book, I think. Please, it's a uh, box and socks. Oh, this is box and socks? Yes. And Eeyore. Please, sir. I don't like this trick, sir. My tongue isn't quick or slick, sir. How's this? Is this good? This is the best I can do. I get all those ticks and clocks, sir. Mixed up with the chicks and talks, sir. I can't do it, Mr. Fox, sir. I'm so sorry, Mr. Fox, sir. How's that? Very impressive. Good. Very right. nice. Very it's, a, it's a very apologetic one, too. So, like, not like apologetics, but like he was apologizing. So, right. it really fits Eeyore's person. Character, yes, absolutely. You did a great job of sounding sad and depressed. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> but I have to say, in my opinion, in this one, Donald Duck wins. But uh, oh, I agree. That was, that, that surprised Praise me. Praise God. Donald Duck is my favorite. <laughs> well done. Hallelujah. Is that it? Are we done? I believe so. Oh my goodness, thank you. So coming up next is prayer. Oh my goodness, that was so funny. I laughed so hard through all of that. But now we are moving into a time of prayer. God is so good and we're just super excited to have you on with us today as you know if you are a longtime viewer but if you're not we'll catch you up to speed every single day we like to go through a list of confessions straight from the word of god that we have here at the church and the reason we do this is because we want the word of God to not just come into your ears. We want it to come out of your mouth because we are created in the image and in the likeness of God. And as we are like our heavenly father, when we create, it's by our words. So today we're going to pray and we're going to start off going through our last two confessions of the week. John Napier, it is so good to see you. It's I miss you and Rachel tons and tons. Come visit soon. Um, but prayer, it's vital. It's vital in all of our lives. So we're going to start off with our last two confessions, and then we're going to spend the rest of the time just praying and seeking the Lord together. So if you can put up confession number six and join your voice with mine, let's say this together. Confession number six says, we keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And then confession number seven, ah, such a good one. The struggle is over. Hallelujah, God is so good. Now let's just spend the next few minutes and pray together. If you pray in the Holy Spirit, feel free to pray in the Holy Spirit. Let's agree together for the things of God to be done. Father, we love you. We seek you during this time. We give you way today, Lord. We thank you for this time of prayer. We thank you, God, that you work with your word. We thank you, Lord, that every single one of us is protected and kept by you. We thank you that all of us 
no longer struggle. Lord, toil is erased under this new covenant. There's no toiling anymore because you toiled so that we may have ease and light. So Father, we thank you right now that ease and light is our story as a believer. Father, we thank you for every person watching. I ask right now, Lord, for the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge. Let the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge come upon every single man and woman watching. May we know what the will of God is, and may we also know what the will of God is not. Let us hear with ears of faith. Let us see with eyes of hope. Let us speak with words of promise. God, we thank you that we are designed to to think God thoughts, we are the blessed of the Lord. We are the redeemed. We are your righteousness here on the earth. We thank you, Lord, for it. Lord, may today, may your people today have an awareness of their righteousness. May they have an awareness of the victory that is theirs. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that in this world, we are kept from the evil one. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you that every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and in Jesus' name, it's destroyed. Every fiery dart is quenched. Every pitfall is filled in. Lord, we thank you that even if there was a trap set up immediately in front of us, thank you, Lord, that you create a supernatural bridge that we just walk over that thing. It doesn't even touch us. God, we thank you that we are kept, guarded, protected, reserved, preserved, and observed for these final days. The evil one cannot touch your people. In the name of Jesus, I just declare full protection protection be in Jesus name over every blood-bought believer every person who's attached to your covenant people Lord our families are protected our families are kept in Jesus name every spouse every wife every husband every child there's protection in Jesus name every partner that's attached to the what's right ministry father protect them may your angels guard them we send right now in Jesus name angels on assignment go protect your people surround your people surround your people's vehicles today let no vehicles come into any sort of car accident or harm in Jesus mighty name vehicles are protected the people driving are protected. We thank you that you come before us, come behind us, and encamp all around us. We thank you that we are kept in the shadow of your wing. We are kept in the hand of the Almighty. And we thank you, Lord, that as we are kept by you, all we do is increase. All we do is win. All we do is keep increasing in wisdom and stature and faith, just like Jesus kept increasing, God. As Jesus increased, we increase. May that be our story today. Lord, let there be in Jesus' name for the people who watch this broadcast today and the people who receive this prayer. Lord, I ask that there be surprise moments of increased favor on their life in Jesus' name. May they have favor with their bosses. May they have favor at their workplaces in Jesus' mighty name. Let surprise promotions come. Father, let surprise promotions and surprise raises come now in Jesus name to the people that would receive it God give them favor with their bosses give them favor in their workplaces give them favor now 
Lord, let there be kalinde kembeke onkobokoro landa kaswambakasande kesimbe shokoyatiaka handa kelinde kesamba kayatioko and kambwanda kayatiaka any hindrance to the things of God be removed and exposed now. Whatever those roadblocks have been, whatever those speed bumps have been, in Jesus' mighty name, like a precise surgeon removing an issue, God, let the word today remove and expose any hindrance that has held up the blessing of God. Like a surgeon, let it cut it away in Jesus' name so that we are the perfect picture of your son here on the earth. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for a boldness rising up in your people. Thank you for a boldness coming upon us this week as we have been through this broadcast talking about how to stay in a place of victory. I just speak to every person who would be watching this, whether they're watching it live, watching the replay, whenever they're watching this, Lord, I command the spirit of faith to rise up on the inside of them. I command the spirit of faith to rise up. May they have the faith not just of a mustard seed, but of a field of mustard seed. Let them have the faith of fields, God. Let them take the seed that they were given and let them plant it and water it and see that field come to pass, God. Let us take the seed of faith and plant it into the destiny that you have laid before us. In Jesus' name, the faith, faith, Gift of faith, rise up right now. Sanka bakayati yokoyatiaka, landa kashwamba kayatioko. I command minds to be open to the things of God. Ayatio sokori atiashakalanda kambaka. There are men and women watching who are in the process of making big decisions, God. Give them clarity. Give them clarity to know what is your will, know what is not your will. Lord, you're the God that opens doors that no man can open, and you're the God. God, that shuts doors that no man can shut. Lord, in Jesus' name, give them divine wisdom now to know which door you are opening and know which door the enemy is opening, God. And give them the wisdom to know how to navigate only through doors that you have opened. And in the name of Jesus, God, shut every door that was never designed to be open in their life in the name of Jesus. Shut those things, God. Shut those things. Lord, you are our keeper. You're our Lord. You desire us. You love us. God, protect your people. Protect them from all wickedness. Protect them from traps. Protect us. Set a guard over our minds and our mouths and our hearts, Lord. Help protect us, God. Thank you for being our protector. Thank you for being our deliverer. Thank you for sanctifying us. Thank you for redeeming us. Thank you Thank you for setting us apart for such a time as this. Thank you that we are a reserved people. And we thank you, God, that your plans for us, your purposes for us are good, full of hope, full of a future, full of promise. And today we press into the promises of God. We thank you. We love you. We worship you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you place in this time, Lord. Anoint every word that's spoken today, every word preached, God. Make it be an on-time word from you. Let our voices not produce idle words, but may they only produce power-packed, Holy Spirit-filled words from heaven. Lord, and we love you. We praise you. We worship you because you're the God who is more than enough. 
You are more than enough. We worship you today, God. You're so good. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love y'all. And just thank you for joining us during this time of prayer. We're about to hop over into a brand new segment called Song Challenge. And it's going to be awesome. We're super stoked. We'll be back in just a couple seconds. Share the broadcast. We'll see you at Song Challenge. everyone welcome to song challenge we're still here we are you just can't just, see us but we're here we lost a camera yeah but, but all is well yeah nothing's wrong it's it's all good but welcome to song challenge it's like radio hey, whoa you get to see this behind is the so scenes. weird <laughs> oh, welcome oh my goodness that welcome was so to funny. song challenge did you feel like you were flying through the air right there? A little bit. A little that, bit. That's one of my favorite parts of like the green screen. Is For that, sure. I actually prefer to see it that way. Can we zoom out? I'm just kidding. If Welcome. there were any of you that thought that we were in the sky, we're super sorry that we just like blew your mind right there. <laughs> uh, Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Song Challenge. This is a, new, a brand new, brand new. Brand new. I realize that I say brand new. I don't say it, pronounce the D. But, uh. Brand new. Welcome to this brand new segment. It's actually going to be a lot of fun. Here's how this game works, all right? On these cards, we have words. Yes. All right? And here's how it's going to work, all right? Whenever a word comes up, we'll probably start going back and forth. Yeah. Um, so I'll have Bear go first. Wait, time out, time out. Johnny's here. Yeah, this is Johnny! Johnny! Johnny's here. This is your first time on the broadcast, yes, isn't it? it is. Well, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be so much fun. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pull up a, 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 a word, and then whoever has to go first will have to start to sing a song with that word in. So for example, I'm so my. excited. All right? So the first person is going to have to like be like, my Sharona, or something. Some kind of word. I was about to play. Like, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> so you have to sing a song that has that. And then, and then whenever I cut you off, I'm going to do this, and that means stop. The other person has has five seconds then to start singing another song yes. with that word in yes. it. All right? So then that person would be like, uh, Maya, he, I don't know if that counts. Maya, <laughs> but, Maya, but, uh, um, but they have to start singing, and then whenever I cut them off, the other person has five seconds. So the first person who runs out of, of their internal jukebox um, does not get a point. I get I, I worded yes. that weird, but you know what I'm yes. trying to say. All right, so Barrett, since you are a woman, I'm going to let you go first because you know, <laughs> ladies first, and all and whatnot. All so right? here's the thing with this: I'm I'm ready to go first, but I'm going up against an like I often, commonly on this broadcast, get teased by Buddy because I'm always singing jingles. <laughs> so George also teases me and calls me a human jukebox. Well. I'm going up against another human jukebox because Johnny is a wealth of song knowledge. Like, it's, it's a skill set he has. 
think I remember the, the remember the words. <laughs> right? Ooh, that's the key. This is an important part too. Um, since this is brand new, putting this in there, the songs have to be real. Um, yes. I played this with Abby and Marky the other day, and they like to just sing the song, like the word. So if the word was shoe, they'd just be like, shoo, hoping it would turn into a song. Like you've got to sing a song well, that's real. And, and, and you can't like substitute your word into a real song <laughs> as well. That's also a rule. So you can't sing another real song and then just throw in your word in. Like pirate, pirate, pirate. <laughs> or, oh. or my he, because I'm pretty sure that didn't count. Okay, All right. I'm ready. So I'm, you ready for the yeah. first word? All yeah. right, I'm going to just count down with my hands. Okay, right. ready. All right, your first word is shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. Shake your booty. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Song. Yes. Yeah. Time. Uh, time out. All right, you ran out of time. You got five seconds. Shake See, it up. Shake it up. That's what I was thinking. But, <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> but, uh, but but with a word like that, which is super dangerous on a family-friendly show, you have to, you know, well, you just saying shake your booty. So. <laughs> booty is the word that we tell kindergartners to say when they have to go to the bathroom, and we say wipe your booty. Well, just as a reminder. I was trying to think of how shake, rattle, and roll went. But shake, I just, rattle, and yeah. roll. See, see, that's the key to this to this game is like, like you know it, but you have to be able to. It's like Sing it. it's like one of those ones where it's always at the tip of your tongue. You're like, I know this, but then it goes away. All right, Johnny, you go first this time. That's one point for Barrett. Well done. Okay. All right, your word is girl. My girl. I'm talking about my girl. All right. Oh no, that was my song. <laughs> ah! Time. I, I'm out. That was my song. <laughs> that was the first one that came to my mind. I'm like, there's so many. Ah, uh, Abby's gonna be so sad because now I have a song. Girl, you know it's true, but I don't get the point. You don't get the point. All right, it's tied one to one. All right, Barry, you go first this time. All right, okay, your word is. Yep. Moon. Moon River, wider than a mile. I'm crossing you with, yep, style someday. Uh, Kevin is uh, cheating in the background. <laughs> time. <laughs> Kevin's singing in the background. I don't know if that's fair, but it is what it is. All right, that's another point for Barrett. Well Whoop. done. So two to one. Yes. All right, Johnny, you're going first this time. Look. Uh, I, I have nothing. Like, I have nothing. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm like, I hope you find something. Cause I've never, did something hit there, you? It was, it's, there's a song and it goes, look at me now. But I, I believe you. But I can't think of the rest of it. And I can't think of who sings it. You're right. It is a newer song. I had nothing for this. Supposedly, that's one of like the top like thirty most popular so, words in a song. I'm like, for that oh. one, since you didn't get one, I'm not going to give anyone a point mm -mm. because no one got that one. Yep. And no one would have gotten. Nobody one. would have. <laughs> it right. would have been the word that. All right. Went so Barry, faster. you're going first this time. Yep. I'm ready. Two. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to get out of sight. Woo doo. All right. Ah. <laughs> uh. Now you got that song stuck in my head. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. No, no. I, I, that whole time I was, I was just thinking, if only the 
two was in eight, six, seven. Five, <laughs> eight, nine, nine. Like, I was like, why isn't that number in that? <laughs> all right, all right. That it's three to one. There's a chance to catch back up. Oh. It was it was two like the number, not just two. two. So yeah. it, was, it was two. 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 All right. Tonight. Oh. Tonight. See, tonight is the night. Arabella, in the air tonight. Yeah, that oh. I, I, I know what you're talking that about. Counts. All right. Arabella was listening. Thank you, my daughter. I know, I know. Da, 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 da. Tonight you belong to me. That is a song. I just started with the verse and I went all the way to the chorus. Because <laughs> the da 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 made me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. It's wow. Ingrid Michaelson. I don't think this, no, that song's not appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> oh. no. All right, time. All right, it's four to one. See, the, I, one of the things, I'm glad you're participating and I'm not because I would be in that same boat. Just like, it's there and I know it. <laughs> oh, no, I know the, the song, but it was coming up and I was like, nope, it's I'm not going to sing that. Nope. <laughs> it's when it gets volleyed back that it's interesting because mm -hmm. Johnny, like Johnny said the songs that I've thought of both times yeah. and I was like, uh, uh I don't know. All right, last one. Okay. <laughs> All right, wait, who, whose turn is it to go first? Me. Fair. All right. World. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. All right. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's a whole new world. Hey. Oh. There it is. Um, all right. Uh, oh, no. What's the song that they all did for, like, charities? Uh, I've got uh, nothing. That's a, what is that Oh, uh, We Are the World. We uh, Are the World. Mm -hmm. We Are the da, da. All right. So we ended two to four, right? Yes. yes. Well done, Barrett. Nicely done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Well done, Johnny. Thank you for <laughs> Thank joining you us for our Thank first for ever song sound. Oh, Passion New, We Are the yes. World. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's uh, awesome. Julie put up there, I could feel it in the air tonight. Ooh, that's a good mm -hmm. one. That's a good one. Oh, wow. I, I just noticed uh, there's so many. Like I that's options? been in the comments. Yeah. People have been, been helping you guys. Comments. We've yeah, been making seriously. it way more complicated. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's uh, a good one. Well, that was the no one I was thinking of, but I was like, wait a minute, is the rest of that song? Yeah, I don't remember. But Joni threw it in there, so I guess it's appropriate. Sure. Sir. Uh, you know, set the world on fire. <laughs> set the world on fire with Jesus. Fire. Yeah, there's world. It's yeah. time for an awakening. Yeah, the Holy Spirit yeah. fire. We can burn brighter. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. thank you guys for joining us for song challenge. Now we're going to transition over into what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? We'll be back in like 30 seconds. We'll see you guys real soon. Hey fam, we're back. It's 
I don't think we actually said our names. So if you haven't like been watching this, you probably don't know who we are and we're just very animated people. But I am Barrett Nauer. This is... I was gonna make up a name. <laughs> But I figured that probably wouldn't go over well. I'm Buddy Crabtree. I'm glad that you explained why you paused, because otherwise it would have just been like... <laughs> I forgot my name. <laughs> but we are here on Lunch Plus. It is Friday, and we have, if you've been joining us this week, we've been talking about victory pretty much every single day. It's been really awesome yeah. to watch the Holy Spirit lead, and we are going to be continuing that today. Um, you know, yesterday, if you were able to hop on, we were talking about, you know, God's playbook and how the Lord has given us plays, just like a coach does when he's coaching any particular sport. He has a playbook that he'll train his players with. Well, the Word of God is our playbook, and he tells us exactly how to maneuver left and right, what to do. And yesterday, we talked about how three of the key plays that the Lord tells us to do are resisting the devil. Well, no, be humble, submitting to God, resisting the devil, and that those lead to fleeing. And today we're going to be talking about how the Lord doesn't just tell us to do something and then not empower us. He gives us the tools that we need to ensure that we step into victory. He doesn't just give us directions. He then gives us weapons and tools needed to ensure that we walk victorious. So for at least a part of today, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 6. I'm in Hebrew, so I have to hop back some. <laughs> I And so Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13 says, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. So we're told that resisting was one of those keys yesterday. In order to resist properly, we have to take up that full armor of God. You know, the Lord wouldn't just any good coach, like again, going back to sports. <laughs> Any good football player or football coach is not going to tell his players, okay, here's how you move on the field, but don't suit up. Like yeah. that's a good way to get your players killed. <laughs> it, it, it's true. You've got like 300 pound dudes running at you. If you're not padded properly, like it's not going to be a fun situation for the linebacker. Like it's, it's just not. Um, so the Lord tells us that part of resisting is suiting up in with the armor of God. And there are certain things that the Lord has given us as armor. But before we hop in, is there anything that you have thoughts on any part of yesterday or today before we go in? Now, well, just the scripture that came to my mind was um, Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-seven, when God said, I will put my spear within you and I will cause you to walk in my statutes. Yeah. So it's like, it's not just that, you know, I, I think a lot of people are like trapped in, in this mentality that, oh, I have to do this and this and this, where, like, faith becomes, like, a legal, just a bunch of legalistic, like, I have to do this and I have to do this and I yeah. have to do this. But, in, like, and, and this is how many Christians are taught, is that you have to do these things, but you're powerless to do them. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, we're all just sinners. We all mess up every day. Basically, just confessing, we're powerless to do what we know we should be doing. And, like, and it, and it, 
it can literally destroy someone mentally yeah. and physically and spiritually and emotionally. Just having that mentality of, I want to please God. Yeah. I want to delight Him. I want, I want to serve Him. But if I'm only ever told that basically it's hopeless and helpless and I'm just always going to be messing up and always going to be failing and falling yeah. and, and tripping over my feet, but, but, oh, you know, God will keep forgiving me. But right. still, if if we have like that's how that's one of the main reasons why I was so depressed as a teenager. Yeah, is because I wanted to serve God. I knew what was right. It's it's like it's like we so many Christians can relate mostly to Romans chapter seven, but nothing else that the Bible says that yeah. we're conquerors. But they look at Romans seven where Paul says, "I know what I ought to do, but I don't do it." And they take that and they just say, "Well, that's going to just be my identity, where I'm just always falling, always messing up." And but, but like when I was a teenager, I wanted to serve God my, in yeah. my heart. I wanted to. But since I was always told that I'm just a sinner, I, I, I took on that identity and I only ever just messed up and fought, fell and tripped up because I never really took on a new identity. Yeah. I just still identify myself as an old man. But, but right here, he says, I will put my spirit. I will, I will give you a new heart and put my spirit and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone and give you uh, 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 out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statutes. What's he, and you will keep my judgments and do them. So he's literally saying, I will empower you to walk uprightly. Yeah. I mean, he's the Holy Spirit that's in us. He's the spirit who is holy and who walks holy and who is, you know, yeah. in his essence is holiness. So if he's in me, therefore there's a power within me to be able to walk out and live holiness. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that goes in every aspect of just walking in victory over sin, just wa walking in a lifestyle of constant triumph. Yeah. Is, is if I'm identifying myself the way that God sees me, taking on the armor of God, yeah. you know, clothing myself in that identity, you know, you got the breastplate of righteousness. You know, that's one of the things that I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, yeah. But I'm clothing myself in this new identity. I'm clothing myself to where now I'm equipped and prepared and able to do yeah. what God's called me to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, thinking back to when men and, well, men, it was just men then, were part of like an army for a king. Their specific armor was designed to fit them perfectly. Like it's part of the reason that David didn't wear the king's armor when he went out to fight Goliath because it wasn't designed for him. Like it wouldn't have fit him properly. It would have fit the king, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't have fit him. Yeah. And the armor of God, you know, we all are gifted with the armor of God. We're gifted with protection, but it's designed to fit us perfectly. So it's not that it's going to work better for Buddy than it does for me. It's not that it's going to work better for me than it does for you. Every bit of God's protection, every bit of who he is, is designed to fit us Perfectly. And the Holy Spirit is like we're going to get into, you know, what some of those weapons are. But the Holy Spirit is like the ultimate weapon. Holy Spirit's the source of empowerment. Like that's what empowers us to be able to walk in victory. You can't walk in perpetual victory without the Holy Spirit. You can't. And, and we see that really evidenced in Peter. Like Peter had a good heart. Peter had good intentions. Peter, like Peter's my favorite to read in the Bible just because I'm like, oh, Peter, I feel you. Like I, I've been you. <laughs> but it wasn't until the Holy Spirit came that Holy Spirit was then able to take all that Peter 
was called to be and turn his potential and channel it the way that the, that the Lord really wanted him to use it properly. So Holy Spirit is a hundred percent one of the things of God that we've been gifted to ensure that we live a victorious life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, pastor will say it a lot. How unjust would God be if he called us to live a certain way and do certain things, but he didn't then equip us to do those things? He would be so unjust. It would be like we have Scarlett here, you know, Paul's daughter, Scarlett. She is seven and she's sweet as pie. But if I, it would be like me telling Scarlett, okay, Scar, I want you to cook dinner tonight. Get dinner ready. But I didn't give her the food that she needed to prepare it. I, she didn't have the plates to put it on. She didn't have the silverware, anything to actually get it ready. And I just expected her to go to the grocery store all on her own and figure everything out all on her own. That wouldn't be right. She's seven. Mm-hmm. So how unjust would God be? If he said, I expect you to live a holy life, I'm going to tell you what things to do and how to do them, but I'm not going to give you the resources you need to make it happen. Mm-hmm. One of the things in the leadership class that we have here at Boomerang is leaders, like a leader over a team or over a ministry or over your job. It's part of a leader's job description to get the resources to the team mm-hmm. to make sure that the plans can happen. That's part of a leader's job. That's the Lord's responsibility. If he calls us to do something, he has to equip us to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 7, Paul says, uh, whoever goes to war at his own expense. You know, like, that's literally what he's saying. Like, yeah. if I were to, now, like, if I, so, yeah, if, if I were to, you know, be drafted into the, the Marines, let's say, um, and... And as I'm there, I'm not sitting there wondering where am I going to get my, what, MREs? Is that what they're called? Like yeah. the food? Where am I going to get my, where am I going to get the guns or the ammunition? Where am I going to get the, the helmets and yeah. the equipment or the back? Like, where am I going to get all this? Stuff? Like, I'm not sitting there fretting and wondering how am I going to, to get by? No, yeah. I, the, 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 the country that I'm be, that's appointing me for a mission yes. is going to give me everything I need to, to, to ensure that I'm successful in that mission. Yeah. And so if I'm doing what God's calling me to do, if I'm being who God's calling me to be, uh, God will ensure that I am fully equipped for every good work, that I'm fully equipped to do what he's commissioning me to do. Now, if I'm yeah. out doing my own thing yeah. and running my own life and running my own mission, I have to come up with my own supply because because I because I need to fund my own thing. But if I'm yeah. doing what God's called me to do, it's not my job to come up with the supply. I know yeah. he's going to give me the supply and he's going to equip me with everything that I need to, to fulfill it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So one of the things, getting into what the armor of God is, you know, you are, every person watching, if you are a believer, you are part of an army. You know, you're part of the army of God. And we are not waging war. Like the war is already won. Like we've already conquered because Jesus conquered. Jesus has overcome the world. So we have overcome the world. So we're not fighting. We're expanding. You know, this is, this world is an already conquered world. It's our job to ensure that we are causing the kingdom to advance. 
That's what this army is called to do. Now, there are still forces in the world that would like to cause a rebellion, that would like to cause darkness to spread all over the world. However, he's already a defeated foe. The enemy's already done. So we're not talking about it's time to suit up to make sure that we can fight and fight the devil. We're not fighting the devil. It's already a done deal. Like he's already defeated. Say that the devil's already defeated. I already win. That's done. But our job is ensuring that we are taking territory. And if you, you know, if my husband is wonderful and he was in the army for 20 years and he had the opportunity to go and help, um, you know, ensure, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. Kevin was also in the military, so he probably can in the comments better. But you know, when a, when an evil ruler's removed and you're trying to spread democracy, there is often a surge of people who aren't used to the new way yet. There's, there's often a group of people that are so used to living in oppressive situations that they think that that's normal instead of being as open to this change. You know what I'm talking about? So our job, our job as the army is to ensure that we are then bringing love, bringing life, bringing peace, bringing hope and expanding that territory. That's what we're called to do. Um, Readapt to the new culture. Thank you, Kevin. I knew that you'd be able to say that more succinctly. So that's what we're doing. So part of what the Lord has given us as his army is he's given us a suit of armor. And in Ephesians chapter six, verses 14 through 18, he tells us what the armor of God is. And there's, you know, there's six different parts to it. And five of the six different parts are protection. You know, it's a guard. Mm -hmm. It's, we said yesterday, God, Jesus prayed and Jesus got his answers prayer, or his prayers answered. Keep them from the evil one. Keep them from the evil one. Guard them from the evil one. Protect them from the evil one. Mm -hmm. This is part of how he's doing that, is he's giving us mm -hmm. the protective gear to put on, but it's our job and our responsibility to put it on. Yeah. So in Ephesians chapter 6, do you want to read 14? Sure. And I have through the whatever. James. Is that cool? I, it's All great. Right. Um, <laughs> stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness mm -hmm. having and having shod your feet with the with the preparation of the gospel of peace yeah. above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the yeah. wicked one uh, sorry i anytime it says all i get happy hmm. um, all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation yeah. and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god yeah you want me to keep going um no, I think that's good. So in that, in those scriptures, you see, for our protection, he's given us a breastplate of righteousness. He's given us, you know, a, a belt of truth. Mm -hmm. He's given us shoes of peace. He's given us a shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. We're protected from our head mm -hmm. all the way down to our feet. There's no mm -hmm. place where we're not protected. Yeah, and for those of you who say... The armor of God doesn't have pants. The belt, because people say that. Like, There's no pants on the armor of God. I've uh, never heard that before. You've never heard that? I've never heard that before. The belt, 
like the belt that they would wear actually had um, protection that covered yeah. the legs too. So it wasn't just like a belt, but it had armor that protected the legs as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, Michaela Hurlbert, I love you, Michaela. She says, love this. This is what we've been teaching the kids here for the last few weeks. That's awesome. But you see how much God has empowered you the only bit of that that you need for a weapon is the sword of the spirit, the sword of the word of God. That's the only weapon you need. You, it, you see, he's not loading us up with weapon after weapon after weapon mm -hmm. after weapon. We don't need them. The only thing we need is the word of God. That's the only weapon needed. He, the rest of it is to keep us and protect us. Mm -hmm. That's what he, he oh, it makes me so excited. <laughs> you know, you send... Uh, I get so stoked about this because I can see that. Well, think about it. Like, you know, if I'm just thinking of like when I'll have a, um, a Nerf gun battle with Luke, like I want all the weapons I can get because I know he's probably better than me. Like mm -hmm. Luke's Pastor Nicole's seven year old son, Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole's son. And mm -hmm. I want every weapon Nerf related that I can get. So I have some chance of maybe winning. Mm -hmm. But I don't need every weapon with God. I have the ultimate weapon. Yeah. I have the mind of Christ. I'm empowered with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The only weapon needed is, is his word. Yeah. The empowerment, the Holy Spirit that you were talking about earlier, that's an inner strengthening. That yeah. isn't necessarily like a weapon to use. It's a strengthening and yeah. a resolve. Yeah. Like it's the power that enables us to then wield the mm -hmm. sword properly. Yeah. Oh, I get so like I'm so excited right now because when I saw like I don't think I've ever paid attention to that's really the only mm -hmm. weapon yeah. you know what I mean mm -hmm. like there are tools to help make things better but I don't need a whole arsenal the yeah. word of God accomplishes what we send it to to do yeah and since it's the only weapon like that, that God's given us to fight the enemy the enemy is going to do whatever he can yeah. to distort it yeah. You know, or to distort our perception of it, you know, yeah. or to use it and twist it. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, that's what he did with Jesus. You know, mm -hmm. he tried to manipulate and take things out of context to then, yeah. uh, to make Jesus essentially drop faith, drop, you know, you know, whatever, because he knew who Jesus was. Yeah. But he did that back at the garden. He tried to manipulate the word of God. Yeah. You know, and make, make Eve question the word of God. And if he can get it, get us to question the validity of our weapon. Yeah. Then, then essentially we we'll just lay it down at his feet and be like, well, I guess I'm powerless, and yeah. then and then he'll just come in yeah. and just start wiping us out. Yeah. Because and, and and that this is honestly, I'm I'm discovering that it's becoming more and more socially acceptable to question the validity and the inerrancy of the Word of God. Yeah. Uh, in, I'm not talking about just in secular realms. I'm talking about in the church. Like yeah. the, like I can name certain. Uh, well-known preachers that I've heard them literally just say this, these are just writings of people. Like, yeah. And you, like, you'll know the people that I'm talking about. It's, it's becoming more and more culturally acceptable to say, well, the Bible has its flaws. It's written by men. And that's literally the enemy trying to rip the validity. Of, yeah. ma essentially, he's trying to make us put down our sword and to try to, try to come into this with our own strength. Right. And we're going to lose every time. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, Lester Somerville says, if you, if you fight in the realm of faith or in the arena of, if you fight the enemy in the arena of faith, you'll win every time. Yep. 
but if you fight in the arena of reason, you'll lose every time. Yeah. And, and the people who fight in the arena of reason are the ones who, who try to reason this away and say, yeah. well, I know the Bible says that God heals all our diseases, but, you know, I can, I'll, I can look at, with my reason and see a lot of people who aren't being healed. Yeah. And they'll use their reason to disqualify and discredit their, their weapon. Yeah. And because of that, the enemy, like, they, they, put, da they put down their swords, they put down their, sh their, their weapons, and then and they're... they're they're not able to actively fight against yeah. the enemy. Yeah, and you know, the thing, when I was writing this down yesterday, or a couple days ago, what stuck out to me is that it's the helmet of salvation. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk a lot about how in Psalm 133, I think, maybe 127, it's one of, it's in there. When it's talking about unity, I think it's 133. Um, how it flows from the head down to the beard, down to even the fringe of the garment. It all starts with salvation. You know, salvation yeah. is what's going to guard our minds. Yeah. The, th the awareness of salvation is what's going to protect us from dropping the inerrancy of the word of God. Mm -hmm. Because when we have an awareness of salvation, we're going to realize that every word that proceeded out of the mouth of Christ is infallible. Everything yeah. that Jesus said, he sent it so it would accomplish what it was sent to do. And it did come to pass. You know, when we're guarded with salvation, salvation isn't just heaven. There are mm -hmm. six aspects to salvation. There's prosperity, there's deliverance, there's healing, yeah. there's salvation, you know, like actually being saved. There's there's uh, protection. What's the other one I'm not thinking of, Holly? Uh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me as we go. Um, it, I don't think it's intimacy, though. Um, like, there's six... Oh, you said fellowship. There's six things. Oh. I'm just making stuff up now. No, you're, I mean, it's part <laughs> of it. Happy. Deliverance, protection, salvation, healing, prosperity, and... It'll Some come. Other six <laughs> It'll come up. I, it's one of those things. I have it. But, you know, those, it's not just a ticket punch to heaven. Mm. It's, I'm healed. Yeah. And with the helmet of salvation guarding my mind, when sickness tries to come up, salvation is there to protect my mind against, yeah. nope, that's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah. If poverty tries to come up, all of a sudden, that helmet of salvation is going to remind me, no, you were saved mm -hmm. from being poor. The next time, like, you know, deliverance comes or it looks like I'm going to be hurt or something's going to be able to penetrate through, I'm going to remind, be remembered, no, I'm protected, I'm guarded, God's yeah. restoring things. Like, salvation and the fullness of what salvation truly means is going to be the guard to ensure that the rest of the armor of God works mm -hmm. without a helmet. Like, you know, I would say when you're riding a bike, the helmet's probably the most important part. Like you could go without your knee pads or elbow pads, but if you crack your head as you're biking, like that's going to lead to a lot of issues. Yeah. Could. The helmet of salvation is really how we protect our mind from believing stuff like that. Yeah. Kevin says, standing, therefore, having girded. Without a girded leg covering, it's impossible to stand. It's impossible to stand. You know, we've been given these different pieces of protection. Our righteousness, truth, mm. peace, faith. Salvation. When you're walking somewhere, are you bringing the peace of God with you? That's what your shoes mean that you get to stand in. You are mm -hmm. only called by God to stand in the realm of peace. 
That's what you're called to stand in. You're called to stand and abide in a position of peace always. When you stand, your feet are standing in peace. When you walk somewhere, you're bringing peace with you. That's what you're called to walk in and walk out and have walk through you. Like that's how we operate. The shield of faith, that's the only thing we're supposed to hold up. We're not supposed to hold up care. We're not supposed to hold up worry. We're supposed to hold up faith. Faith, that's what we hold in our hand. Mm -hmm. We don't hold care or worry, we hold faith. Yeah. And that and faith is what fends off every attack. Every attack. Uh, you're able to quench all the fiery darts yeah. of the wicked ones. So that's where no weapon formed against me can prosper. Yeah. You know, is standing on it in faith. Yeah. You know, I'm believing the word of God. Because I believe the word of God, whatever the enemy throws my way, my faith is going to block it off and yeah. quench it and, and nullify it. Yeah. You know, like it might look scary, but it won't touch me because I have faith. Yeah. Like that, a shield of faith isn't just like a, I, I'm not, I'm no longer like picturing it as a small shield that, you know, I have to cower behind. I'm picturing it essentially as, as a shield of God's protection all over yes. me, mm -hmm. you know? It's not just like a little thing. It, it's, it's all around me. It's all over me. The hand of the Lord is watching over me. You know, I'm dwelling in the shelter of the Most High, and I'm resting under His shadow. And when I do that, people are dying. A thousand are dying all around me. It can't touch me because my faith in my God's protection is, yeah. is right there watching me. You know? yeah. So I can even see a thousand fiery arrows coming my way. But God's protection is, is right there. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, there's, there's been stories of, of preachers preaching from the pulpit and a guy wa walks in and fires six rounds yeah. and the rounds go straight through the preacher, yep. hit the wall behind them, and, and the preacher is still standing yeah. and he has no holes in him. And like when the police came, like they, they looked at where the casings fell. They looked at the, the recording where the guy was standing and where the bullets were, hit the wall. And they're saying there's absolutely no way those bullets didn't yeah. hit you you know wh why because there was a that protection that faith that was over the preacher that yeah. was able to protect him well yeah. jesus with the crowd as the crowd's mm -hmm. trying to push him off the mountain yeah. all of a sudden jesus just somehow gets through that crowd it's mm -hmm. faith like yeah. the faith that jesus had in the lord's protection over him yeah 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 like i i wish i could see that happen mm -hmm. where like like a whole crowd wants to murder him and push him over a cliff <laughs> how in the world is he just gonna walk through them right. <laughs> like like i would just love to see that like i i that's just incredible but that's how the protection of god works yeah every single weapon formed against us yeah will not prosper and it's because we have that protection of the shield of faith yeah and you know we i said earlier that we we're going to go to chapter 6 verse 18 if you're armored up fully protected, you have your weapon. Here's what it's used for. Because, you know, back when, when this letter was written, it's not like Paul assigned verses to it. It's not like it was like, okay, this is verse one, verse two. Like it was, it was a letter. We did that to help make it easier for us as we're referencing it and reading through it. But this all flowed together. So he says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Immediately going right into verse 18, with all prayer and petition, mm -hmm. pray at all times in the spirit and with this in view, comma, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. We are suited up, armored up and have the weapon of the word so that we may at all times be able to pray. 
We need to pray for one another. You know, as you're talking about the shield of faith, one time at church, pastor had us do a visual back in the old building. It's been a while, but you think back to Roman soldiers and their, how their shields worked. Their shields were designed to fit together. So as they linked them together, it did. Kevin said it's a force field. It literally did create a massive shield. And Mm. as they all came together and held up the shield, it created this wall that nobody could get through and they all fit together. Mm -hmm. We're called to not just be armored up for ourselves. An army, a man in the army does not look out for themselves. You know, Johnny and Holly, who were on earlier, they were both in the military too. And Johnny and Holly and my husband, George, are some of the most incredibly selfless people I have ever met in my entire life. Johnny and Holly would literally give you everything in their house, probably also their house if you ask them for it. They are so giving and so loyal because they have within them a militaristic viewpoint of you don't leave a man behind. You don't leave somebody out in the battlefield by themselves. You are called to protect your brother at your left. You're called to protect your sister at your right hand. Nobody's called to be an island. And in the in the family of God, we're called to support and supply for one another. Yeah. Every joint supplies. Yeah. And we are given all of these things, all of this armor, mm-hmm. all the weapon of the word, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, so that we can use our faith mm-hmm. to ensure victory, not just for ourselves, but for others. Yeah. We're called to take territory for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, back Months ago, months ago, I was in prayer and the Lord gave me um, a vision. And what I saw was I saw like this little tiny, tiny campfire on a beach. And like the fire was so small, it had just been lit. And it's, it's sitting there flickering. And I could tell that a massive storm was about to come in. Like a whole bunch of wind was going to come in. And if the wind came in on its own, it would blow out fire. But what I saw instead was I saw these great big pillars of rocks coming in and encircling around the fire. And as the wind came, the fire did not die out. It was shielded from the wind and instead the fire grew. And as like I was talking to pastor about it and what the Lord ended up showing was that fresh fire, that's like a brand new beginner Christian or somebody who's just giving their lives around, somebody who's just recently decided to go after God with all that they have and all that they are. As the winds are coming, we're told not to be tossed around by the winds and the waves of different doctrines as, but instead we're called to, we're called to pray for one another. Mm -hmm. Those massive rocks, those massive pillars, they represented the body of Christ who are stronger and more established in the things of God. And it's time that the body of Christ start encircling around one another so that the fire of God can really start to burn inside of our fellow believers. We're called to make disciples. And part of that is helping to ensure that they're protected helping to ensure that they have the time to grow before the wind of God, or not the wind of God, before the winds of the world can just blow out the fire of God. And that comes when we pray. We've got to be praying for one another. Nothing happens in this world except by prayer. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. How did Saul, you know, pastor asked this question a long time ago, and then I'll stop talking and hand it over because I... (laughs) 
I, I know I'm talking a, a, a bit right now, but what Pastor asked this question at Impact last year. I think it was last year. And he was talking about Saul on the road to Damascus when Jesus came and appeared before him and he had this amazing conversion moment. He asked why it happened. And there were lots of really fun, well, because God wanted Paul, Saul to become Paul and you know he had a plan for him and he had a plan for his life. And the point that he made was the only way that Jesus came was because somebody prayed for him to come. Hmm. Nothing happens on the earth except by prayer. Somebody somewhere was praying for Saul. Somebody somewhere was praying that Saul's eyes would be opened. Somebody somewhere was praying that he would have an understanding of who the true living God was. Saul thought he knew, but somebody somewhere was praying that something would shift. Somebody somewhere was praying that something would change. And because somebody held up the shield of faith and they took their weapon, which is the word of God, and they prayed the things of God on the earth, it opened the door for Jesus to be able to come to appear to Saul and say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And for Saul to have an amazing conversion moment and turn into Paul. We've got to be praying. We've got to be praying. We're in a world... Y'all, we're coming into an election that is critical. Are we going to allow our world to then be ruled and reigned by the grips of darkness who just want to destroy and see all this stuff come to pass? Or are we going to pray for the will of God to come in and actually have a move? Are we going to pray for our leaders and ask that their hearts be softened, that if people are in government and wouldn't be converted to the things of the Lord, that they be removed, but that every person who's called by God to be in the position that they're in, that their hearts be softened to receive salvation and have a heart transference. Saul looks like a hopeless case too, but somebody was praying for him. Mm. Pray for your leaders. Pray for your people. Pick up the armor of God. Pick up your weapon. Put it on and be the believers that will see things come to pass. Be the believers that will pray for the things that look hopeless. Be the believers that will pray against all odds and see the Lord's will come to pass. Be these people we're given tools, we're given armor, we're given the playbook. Do it. We've got to do it. It's the only way that we're going to see the Lord, the Lord's kingdom expand here on the earth. It's the only way. We're called to take territory. Occupy until I come. Occupy. There's always a remnant. Be the remnant. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're not called to just pray for the leaders that we like. Yeah. Or the ones that are godly. Yeah. Paul wasn't godly. Nope. Or Saul, Saul wasn't godly. But you even look at Ananias. And Ananias had, was, was in a time of prayer. Yeah. God said, I want you to go to st- the street called Straight. And I want you to go lay hands on a man named Saul. And, and, so, and he had a conversation with God. You know? Do he I said, have I, to? <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but the best part about that was he wasn't the, the leader of a synagogue. Yeah. He wasn't a pastor. He wasn't... He wasn't an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or a teacher. Yeah. He was just a disciple. Yeah. In a time of prayer, God gave him an instruction. Hey, I want you to go lay hands on him so yeah. that he can receive his sight. And what did he do? He, he followed the instruction of God. Yeah. See, even Saul couldn't have had those scales fall off his eyes and yeah. do all that he was without someone who, in a time of prayer, heard the voice of the Lord and went and did what God yeah. told him to do. You know, and it's important. See, this is why... This is why the enemy is going to do whatever he can to isolate us. Yep. You know, we talked about every joint supplying right here. Uh, supplication for all the, ser- the saints with, with uh, you know, with perseverance. 
we're supposed to be, and you brought up, you know, the Roman soldiers. Like, I'm just even picturing, like, like in movies that I've seen where they connected and even the ones ha had them above to, so that any arrows coming out won't hit anybody. Yeah. Like, because they were together, they were, they're able to advance. They're yeah. able to move forward um, because they have that. And, and, um, and, you know, I'm just reminded of that, that passage, every joint supplying. Well, what's the joint? It's where the pieces are connected. Yep. So it's the connections with the believers. That's it's so it's, good. It's, it's the connections that we have. And we can't make connections over a Zoom call. Like, let's just be real. We, yeah. we, can, we can probably survive for a little bit through this artificial connection. Yeah. But, but if, if my relationship with my wife was nothing but virtual, uh, and there wasn't actually any connection, that won't be a healthy relationship. It's, that's just how it works. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews, don't forsake the assembly of yeah. believers. And see, and see uh, in this, the season that we're in right now, yeah. there's a lot of forsaking, and, and almost half of Christians aren't even watching online services or doing right. anything to right. develop their relationship with God. So obviously we're recognizing that there's something about the assembly that keeps people hungry, that keeps people moving in the right direction, that keeps people advancing, that keeps people in the Word. And when you remove the assembly, things start to go to crap. Yeah. That's just how, and, and so as we are constantly sharpening, as iron sharpens iron, iron cannot sharpen iron from, from three miles away. Right. The iron can only sharpen iron whenever there's connection. Yes. When they're when when there's when when they're together. Yes. Uh, uh, when the when the joints can only supply each other when they're when there's a connection. Yeah. You know, and even when that connection, it when when the enemy tries to to press against the connections, yeah. you know, which happens. You know, a lot of people would rather just disconnect when there's yeah. some kind of a friction. But but you need to work like if, if if one of my joints is not is is feeling stiff or there's pain in it, I need to work on it. Yeah. I need to do something about it to, to bring that connection so that now uh, they can continue to supply. Yeah. See, um, when when I'm like going to bed at, at night and like Serena's laying, laying on my arm, you know, and so, like there some sometimes actually most of the time I don't tell her. Um, but like, Surprise, Serena. <laughs> um, but my arm starts to go numb because yeah. that connection is, is, is blocked, yeah. you know, and, and, and eventually, I mean, this happens all the time, just in service. Whenever I say like this, like I lose, like my, my foot goes to sleep. Cause um, the blood flow is different. The blood flow is, is cut off. And then, but if, like at first, you know, it feels a little funny, but it's fine. But as time goes on, then I begin to look and I start to lose mobility in my foot. Yeah. And then and and then I like and then I get really interested. How long is it going to take? You know, it's pro it's not really healthy. But um uh but then eventually I can't even move my toes. I can't move my ankle anymore. Why? Because the supply mm -hmm. was cut off. Mm -hmm. You know, the supply because something was cut off and the enemy's going to will try to uh cut cut off the supply and yeah. eventually and if we and if we don't work on it, if we don't move, move around, eventually, because we're the body of Christ, uh, eventually we're going to find ourselves in a position where we can't move, yeah. you know, where we're immobile. And, and when we're immobile, we're very susceptible to attack yeah. because we can't, you know, and, and it's important for us to actively be praying for one another, actively yeah. be, be connected with one another, actively be sharpening one another and not getting offended whenever, yeah. you know, 
whenever you know someone tries to to bring a correction or someone tries to lead us deeper into maturity right you know um but but letting that but working on it and letting that connection and that joint become stronger that's when heck that's when we become so united you know that's when yeah. that's when the the shields start to connect that's yeah. when we come to a place where because, I mean, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Jesus said that. Right. Not Abraham Lincoln. Jesus said that. Je <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was Abraham just quoting Lincoln. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but he said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Yeah. You know, and, and the enemy knows that probably more than anyone. That's why he's attacking marriages. Yeah. That's why he's attacking families. That's why he's, that's why, like, he's attacking sibling relationships. That's yeah. why he's attacking uh uh, people's connections with their pastors or or church connections with each other you know he mm -hmm. he recognizes that if the joints continue to supply yeah. that if 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 they don't he he recognizes if they don't forsake the the assembly yeah. then then they're all in their own little worlds you know slowly yeah. losing feeling towards you know spiritual things and yeah. and they're in a prime position for him to take them out yeah well there are a couple things like here in the ministry that um not in the ministry, but that I've learned over years to look for. If somebody seems like they're disconnecting, a couple markers that they're disconnected is that they stop giving and that they stop communicating. If they stop giving, then their heart's not in it. And if they stop communicating, then they're cutting off family. And so those two markers truly help to pinpoint that there's something going on. And as you're talking, you know, what kind of, the scripture that came up to me is in first Corinthians 13. Like we often like that's, that's the love chapter. Like it's the chapter that's preached on in marriages. And so because it's often preached on in weddings, it's, it's almost as though it just has been turned into, it's the, it's the marriage verse, but this is love for everybody. Like, this is love. Yeah. You're not just called to love your husband, wives, husbands. You're not just called to love your wife. Mm -hmm. You're called to be love. Mm -hmm. Like, this is Jesus. And I've heard it preached before many a time that through this verse, what we should do instead of reading love, we should put our name there instead. Mm -hmm. And instead of just saying love is patient, love is kind, you know, love does not brag. No, Barrett is patient. Barrett is kind. Barrett doesn't brag. Barrett isn't boastful. Barrett endures all things. Barrett believes the best in all situations. And we, that's part of confession. You know, confession, like the time that we'll have here every single time on Lunch Plus, confession is just speaking out the word of God. And so when we read through 1 Corinthians 13, Instead of just allowing ourselves to be disconnected and saying, well, they ticked me off today. See ya. Or that seems like an awkward conversation. I'm, I'm good. We're just going to, it'll get better. It'll be fine. Who needs to have that conversation? You know, instead of doing that, we need to realize what love does. Like love goes to a brother. If you have an issue, if you have an alt with them, love is patient an alt with them. If you have an, an issue with them. I've never heard that word before. Oh, yeah. Continue. Love is patient. <laughs> love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Mm -hmm. Guys, when your neighbor gets the boat that you want, love is not jealous. Love rejoices. Mm -hmm. Love does not act unbecomingly. Love does not seek its own. Love is not provoked. Love does not take into account a wrong suffered. 
Wives like Barrett who have done this incorrectly when you feel wronged, love doesn't take into account a wrong suffered. You drop the stuff. You just drop it. It doesn't even matter if it happened. Love pursues unity. Love does not rejoice in unrighteousness. Love rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. What I was, what I was saying earlier about how I've done this wrong, I used to look at every little thing that I didn't like and I would take it as a wrong being done. And George was doing nothing wrong. I just, I, in those moments, I didn't like it. Nothing was wrong. But I, I took it that way. We determine how we take people's actions. We determine what we do with the armor of God. We determine what we do with the sword of the spirit. We determine how we live in the Holy yeah. Spirit. This is up to us. We determine whether we live in love, whether we truly hope all things, mm -hmm. believe the best in all people. You know, if Buddy comes in and he's just being weird and acting like a butt, it's my response. And he, he hasn't. But, you know, it's my <laughs> responsibility to believe the best in him all the time and say, you know what? He, maybe he's just had a weird day today. I don't know. He's I, fine, I though. I'm going to pray for him. I'm <laughs> gonna, and, and then just treat him the same, whether he's acting the best ever, whether he's not. There have been days when I've come in that way, and Buddy's had to believe the best in me, you know, because we work together. We're co-laborers for the things of God. And so if I come in and I get offended because Buddy looks at me weird, or Buddy gets offended because I talk to him with a weird tone, then what that's doing is it's cutting off our ability to help to further the ministry and do the work that God's called us to do together. Put aside the petty stuff. Pray for one another with all perseverance with all petition pray for your brother in Christ don't get offended choose to not be offended choose to work out the things of God bear all things believe all things hope all things endure all things all things and stop you know I'll, I'll be done with this like I got a I got an Instagram message right before the broadcast started with somebody asking me if I had heard of a um of a scandal like that has happened in the body of Christ and I'm like nope don't know what you're talking about and they sent me an article I didn't ask for it they sent me the article and I didn't even read it like I saw the title and I just responded back I'm like look I I don't know anything about this Frankly, I don't care. Like, I'm praying for them. If it's true, then I'm praying for their eyes to be opened. And that's all that matters. Because at the end of the day, I don't need to fill my mind with a fact that's lower than the truth. The fact may be that there's a scandal or something bad happened or something negative took place or that there's a fall. But the truth is that the word of God is always looking to restore a person. The truth of God is that he's always always pursuing reconciliation, always. Yeah. So whether or not somebody's done you right or somebody's done you wrong, truth supersedes fact. And mm -hmm. truth says that you forgive your brother 70 times seven in a day. Mm -hmm. Drop it. Philipp, this was in my devotions this morning, Philippians 2, 1. Therefore, if, in, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, mm -hmm. if any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and mercy, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Yeah. And then he says this, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, uh, let each esteem others better than himself. Yeah. That's what, what uh, let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also the interests of others. Yeah. 
So, like, it, it reminds me of something that Pastor said about, like, there was another scandal and, like, that he heard of and he was, like, upset about it or whatever. And then, but then God checked him and said, um, he said, what would you want people to do for you? And he said, I want them to pray for me. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's what I would want for myself, you know. And so, like, what we need to do, like, that passage has always challenged me, you know, viewing others as more important than yeah. yourselves, viewing others as better than yourself, even looking at someone who's had such, like, a big fall, like, look, like, not saying, because what gossip and pride will do is say, oh, wow, he did that. I would never do that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like the reason why people spread all this stuff around and, and malign somebody's name and gossip about them is because they're essentially saying I'm better than that. Yeah. You know, and, and whether whether it's intentional or not, there's a there's a little bit of a spirit of pride in that yeah. to, to be able to be like, oh, man, did you hear what this person did? That's so wicked and evil. OK, you know. Why don't we why don't we humble ourselves pray for the guy pray yeah. for restoration pray that they come back to Christ pray that whatever happened you know that's I mean that's the same thing we're talking about with Saul you know Saul was a very wicked but yet religious leader you know in, in that in that day when people decided to look past that and say God reach him God reached him yeah. you know and and I would much rather that see see that's a heart of unity that's a heart of we want to bring reconciliation. We want to bring people back together. Now, yeah. there is a time when someone is just unrepentant and wicked and evil, and you got to separate from that person. Yep. Paul makes that clear. But if there's repentance or if there's not repentance, you still want to pray for that person. Yeah. And, pr and above all things, strive for unity. Paul yeah. says, uh, as much as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Yeah. You know, as far as it depends on you, whatever the other person does, I'm going to do whatever I can to, 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 to go in the direction of yeah. unity so that the joints can supply, so that the body of Christ is able to fully do all that it's supposed yeah. to be doing. Well, and Saul wasn't persecuting everybody. You know, mm -hmm. the people that believed in Jesus, they weren't the majority at yeah. that point. Saul was part of was part of the church, but not Jesus's. Yeah. He was part of religion. And yeah. the masses would have probably said that he was doing the right thing because he was following the authorities in that day. He was following government. He was doing all of those things. But somebody somewhere, part of the remnant of Christ, decided to pray when it was not the popular thing to do, when it was not in the majority, mm -hmm. somebody was willing to stand in the minority and pray with faith for a man who would never have probably spoken to them proper, properly, mm -hmm. who, to a man who didn't esteem them, wanted them dead. They chose to pray for him. Yeah. They chose to pray. Yeah, um... I've said this before, but this is just something that's really been on my heart. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. Yes. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. And if we go around accusing the brethren, who are we really serving? Yeah. Yep. Who are we really serving? Yeah. If we're accusing the brethren, saying, oh, well, they don't have a right relationship with God. Well, why don't you work on yourself? Yep. You know, why, stop focusing on the, 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 the speck in their eye. Work on the plank in your own eye because there's a pride there that should not be there. Yeah. You know, that, that's essentially what Jesus was talking about. Yeah. He's saying that, like, whenever you're focusing on somebody, like, not saying that we shouldn't be there to correct one another and, you know, be there for one another, but most of the time this happens in regards to someone that we don't even know. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I don't, like, 
Like, I don't like Kenneth Copeland. He has a plane. Well, have you ever had a conversation with him? Have you, have, have you ever even been in one of his meetings? Do you even know the realm of what his ministry does? Like, exactly. the reach that it has? So, like, the, the reality is most it's really easy to, to rebuke and condemn someone that you don't even know where their heart yeah. is. You can assume, but that's just pride every single time. Yeah. You know, we, nobody knows their heart except for God. Yeah, and pride's a fruit of death. If mm -hmm. you eat of pride, it will lead to death at some point, every time. So don't do that. Do that. <laughs> don't don't accuse somebody that you don't know. Don't. I, I wouldn't even say don't accuse someone that you do know. Go to them in humility and say, "Hey, this is something that I've noticed. Help me to understand what's going on because this might be in Like, there's a right way to rebuke somebody. You know, there's a right way to to come to come to someone and to correct them. And pride will go, come before them and say, you are wicked, and this is why. Yeah. You know, I, like, I, I remember I did a teaching once on, like, just, we are su we're not supposed to tolerate sin in the church. We are supposed to, to correct. And then someone posted on, like, a video that I posted to me shooting my wife with a Nerf gun. And they said, this is not right. Um, like, you, you need to take this down. I'm like, and I, so in humility, I was like, okay. Oh, I know which video that is. You do? I do. Yeah. So, so in humility, I was like, okay, can, uh, what is not right about this video? And he said, if you don't know, then I'm sorry, you're a pastor. That's what he said. And I'm like, okay, then you just proved to me that you're not trying to, to bring unity or to correct me. You're just trying to, you're, you're just trying to, to accuse something. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, there's nothing wrong about this video. Have a good day. You know, but it, it's just like, it's just, it's just like people, there's a lot of people who think it's their job to literally cause division in the church. That's mm -hmm. essentially what they yeah. think. It's my job to cause division, um, but no, that's the devil's job. Yeah. And there's always more going on than what you can see. There's mm -hmm. always yeah. more going on, always. You know, going back to what I was saying earlier, if, if I came in and I had a tone with Buddy that was less than what it probably should have been, I, my hope is that Buddy would choose to believe the best and believe that there's more going on because the likelihood would be if I came in and I said a weird tone or I said something with a weird tone, it could be I've had an interesting morning. It could be that work hasn't been happening the way it should be. It could be that something happened at home. Yeah. It could be that I'm praying for something and it hasn't come to pass. There could be a multitude of things. Yeah. It could just be that I'm irritated with something and I need to get my flesh under control. Yeah. Either way, there's a... See past the immediate. Yeah. The immediate is what the enemy wants to use. Remember what we said yesterday. All the enemy has is lies and deceptions. And he would love to keep your concentration right here. He'd love to keep it right here, right in front of you. But that's having the perspective of like driving a car. When you're driving the car, all you can see is what's coming up ahead of you. But if you're in a plane, all of a sudden you can see the ground below you. You can see the sky in front of you. We're not called to operate as though we're driving down the road. We're not supposed to have a car's eye view. We're called to have a God's eye view. And God is seated on the throne looking down onto the earth. Everything is below his feet. So we're not supposed to see what's in front of us. We're supposed to go to God and say, help me see higher. Help me see from the realm of the throne where I'm seated with Christ. Help me look down on this situation and see it properly so that I can use the weapons that you've given me to help combat darkness that's trying to encroach on an area that you've designed and ordained to be a light-filled area. Help me to spread your light. Help me to spread your love. But that comes 
through humility, mm -hmm. submission, resisting what's right in your face, and in all boldness in prayer going to God. This is the playbook that we started talking about yesterday. Each one of these leads to the next one, and it ensures that we operate in victory in a place of unity, ensuring that no fiery dart can get in. Yeah. So all in all. All in all. Armor of God. Boom. Shoes of peace. Yes. Belt of truth that yep. covers your legs. Breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation. Mm -hmm. Wielding the sword of the spirit and praying always for all people. Yes. Shield like, of faith. Shield of, oh, Shield of Faith, that's important. Shield of Faith. Also, we just got our 100th commenter. Woo! It was... Kevin! Kevin Novicki. Kevin. And so congratulations, sir. Well done. Yeah. But um, it's important for us to take on humility yes. and to pray for all people. You know, to pray. I mean, doesn't the Bible say pray for all men? You know, mm -hmm. pray for your president. Pray for this election. Pray for the person that's yeah. irking you. I mean, that's what Jesus said. Good pray Lord. for your enemies. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. And when we do that, we're able to, we'll, we'll be set up for victory. Amen. And so we're going to pray for you because that's what we've been talking about. Not because you're our enemies. About. No, <laughs> because you're part of the family and it says, mm -hmm. Pray at all time on yeah. behalf of the saints, and you're part of the saints. Amen. So, Lord, we thank you. I'll start if you want to close it out with whatever you've got. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the saints that have stayed and have watched this. Lord, bless them. Bless their families. Bless their jobs. Bless everything that they put their hand to, God. May they be the blessed of the Lord, and may men near and far know and see the blessing on their lives. May they only ever walk in faith. May they only ever walk in truth. May they carry peace with them and spread peace wherever they go. Let them be seen by all men because of the boldness and the life of God that dwells on the inside of them. Help them to become who they're called to be. Lord, we ask for you to protect them. Let your angels guard them and keep them from the evil one. Mm -hmm. Let no weapon come near their dwelling, come near their families, come near their friends. May they be ruled and reigned with peace and grace. In Jesus' name. And Father, right now we pray, God, for we pray for our president, yeah, God, in the, in the White House. God, mm -hmm. I pray, Lord, supernatural faith protection yeah. over that building and over that team. Yeah. And Father God, I, I, I just pray, even right now, I, pray, I lift up Joe Biden and mm -hmm. Kamala Harris to you. Yeah. God, I pray, Lord, uh, for Governor Roy Cooper and yep. Cuomo. God, I pray for Nancy Pelosi and all these. God, I pray, Lord, that every wicked root or thought or yeah. lifestyle will be uprooted. Amen. And God, your spirit will shine on them. Yes. God, that there will be, that they will be able, that they will be fully 
uh, repentant and yes. follow you, God, if there's any, whatever needs to be repented of, whatever wickedness, whatever demonic oppression might be trying to come at them and yes. attack them, Father God, we bind it up in Jesus' name. Yes. We, because your word says, whatever we bind on earth, you bind in heaven. Whatever we loose, you loose. So, Father, we bind up every wicked thing, every demonic attack on any of their lives, on anyone in government. And, Father God, we loose yeah. supernatural victor victory. Holy Spirit power into yeah. their lives. Father, we, we loose, God, the Holy Spirit to bring righteousness, to bring hope, to bring yeah. healing, yes. and to bring restoration, Father God, in their lives and in the government, Father. We call these things that, that may not be right now as though they were, and we thank you, Father, that you hear our prayers. We thank yes. you that you are willing that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so, Father, we ask that for them as well. God, uproot wickedness and bring righteousness in. Yes. God, in Jesus' name. And Father God, I pray, Lord, over every single person watching today. God, I pray, Lord, that they will take the time today to just reset, to put everything aside. Yeah. And God, to seek you and to restore, to bring unity back. God, that they will be connected to you in a way they never have before. God, that they will be able to see your face. And God, they will be able to see you in a way they never have before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love y'all. Thank you for being on with us. Um, we, real quick, we'll put it up. With every single broadcast, we want to give you the opportunity to sow because the Lord's kingdom is built on seed time and harvest. So if as we have been sharing with you today, if you felt the Lord moving on you, if you have already heard him speak to you, then you can go ahead and sow into the ministry. So into the things that God is doing, you can do that by putting up a uh, hashtag donate followed by the amount that you'd like to sow. You can also go to givebc.org and know that you're sowing into ground that loves the Lord. We love Jesus. We love the word of God. We are attached. We're part of Boomerang Church International Incorporated. You know, the vision of this ministry is to win 20 million souls by 2036. We have a big vision and we are believing and trusting the Lord for to bring about his supernatural supply so that we can do what we're called to do. You'll, you personally, you're not our source, but the Lord could be using you to help sow into what we're believing for. So just ask the Lord right now, Holy Spirit, am I supposed to sow? Am I supposed to give? And if he gives you an amount, then you can sow it. If he doesn't, then don't. But if he does, don't be fearful because the Lord is faithful and just. He's good. And whatever you sow, you will never be able to outgive God. When you sow into his kingdom, he will always give you back a bigger harvest because that's who he is. You cannot outgive the God who creates rubies and sapphires and diamonds. He literally spoke it. Diamond. <laughs> and it was. I've yet to be able to do that. I hope so someday. That would be cool. But we can't outgive him. So if you want to give today, go ahead and give. Um, right now, Jesus, we bless every seed sown. We call it multiplied. We receive it on behalf of Christ. We thank you 
for it. We thank you for leaving your people. May they be richly and abundantly blessed. May they receive a harvest 30, 60, 100 fold back into their hands, Lord. We're blessed to be a blessing. We thank you for it, God. We commit to being faithful with the seed that you've placed in our hands. We thank you. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank y'all for being on with us today. This is fun. Next week, we are going to be back it's Monday. Friday. Right? It's Friday. That just did me. I understand. I was this close to singing Rebecca Black, but I, I held it in. Mm -hmm. um, that's for you. That's my gift to you today. I'm not singing that song. But Monday, we are going to be back at 11.45 a.m. with a whole new, brand new Lunch Plus episode. And if you are in the Stanley County area of North Carolina and you do not yet have a church that you call home, if the Lord has not shown you what church that you are to be a part of, we would like to invite you to come to Boomerang this Sunday at 10 o'clock. That's when our worship service starts. We also have 9 a.m. prayer if you'd like to be a part of that. But no, it's not 9 a.m. It's 8.15, right? 8.15 prayer. That's what time it is. Just kidding. We changed our service times. So we have prayer at 8.15. <laughs> um, but if you want to come to service, we'd love to have you. 10 o'clock here in North Carolina. It is 28594 North Carolina 73 Albemarle. You are invited to come and we would love to have you. We'd love to worship with you. So that is Sunday. But until then, we until love you. What song were you singing? I, don't, I was just singing a song. Until <laughs> that day, we'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll see you soon. We'll be back Monday, 1145 in the morning. We love you. Be blessed and have an awesome weekend. And we'll see you back Monday morning, 1145. Have a good weekend. Bye. See ya.